0: The planet is restless, Captain.
1: They want their podcast. And they shall have it. I'll beam down to the surface.
0: You have the bridge,
1: Captain. That is illogical. These are Trek fans. They will challenge and dissect your knowledge with great emotion. It is a mission fraught with danger, peril, and grave risk. Suggestions? Send in the red shirts.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that alarm you hear means the red shirts are back. We just avoided. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. That alarm you hear is. That alarm you he here is the the captain not knowing what the hell he's doing. <laughs> yeah, how about hop- how I try this? You want? Okay, go ahead. What did you say? So the the law means that we back. Is that what you said? Well, see, in gotcha. the open in the opening, there's an alarm. that right. you? So go ahead.
2: You <laughs> sounded like the phone off of uh, Adam's family.
0: <laughs> I I, I want to. Okay, we're going to do this again. But that that was basically lifted right from uh, the enemy, Ricky Gervais, where it says uh, Carl says, "Oh, if this is kept in, it wasn't a good show." Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, we're gonna start. So I'll like try that. it now. All
1: right. Go ahead, ladies and gentlemen. That alarm you hear means that the red shirts are back.
0: Uh, s- s- excuse me, ensign. Can you get out of the captain's chair, please? Oh. <laughs> 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 you know, you're not Wesley Crusher when you get a field uh, when you get a field promotion. <laughs> i hate him so much okay okay we got it we know this no well done well done craig J. the voice you just heard was craig J. one of my crew members i am q storm and who else do we have here with us really that was your opportunity an
1: unknown
2: to, participant that was
0: your <laughs> that was your opportunity to announce yourself to make a big entrance a grand splash please i'm big sexy i don't need to make an entrance <laughs> okay, a little insubordination in the ranks today. But um all right, so we're here. What we're going wait, to wait, just... wait, wait.
2: Hold up. Let's let's talk ranks for
0: a moment. Here we go. You you, you have downgraded Craig to Ensign. <laughs> captain? <laughs> what do you mean? i about that. What what do you mean downgraded?
2: Oh, he was never anything but ensign? <laughs> an Ensign.
0: I was just an Ensign. Well, and I... you're the you're the captain captain. Okay, listen, listen, we'll do a low, we'll do our own version of this. the uh, TNG episode, Lower Decks. And <laughs> I will have you both apply, uh, take the test for a command status. Of course, oh, is that right? One of you will have to send Geordi to his death. <laughs> oh, I can do that easy. That's no big deal. <laughs> oh, man, the brother, you're gonna send the brother. Wow. Okay. All right. That's how you hey, get there. Hey, hey I'm s- <laughs> Who can fix the problem with the ship?
2: Him. One life versus a thousand lives. Jordy, you got to go.
0: And you know Unpersonal. what? Actually, that's a good point. Don't be an engineer in Starfleet. <laughs> <laughs> or the other worst profession, the worst profession is the doctor, because the doctor is the one that has to go into the sickbay when when the guy's got green spots all over his face and <laughs> worms, yeah. Tyrellian worms coming out of his nose and stuff like that. Well, but if you're Bones and you know you've got Lewis Chapel to help you out there, so that's always a good thing. Okay, a little nookie in the um, – that's what you're saying? Oh, in between, right. Okay, good. good, Nice. So, all right, let's get to it. <clears throat> um, we have some more news about the, the soon-to-come, hopefully, TV show uh, – well, not TV, online show called Discovery. And the news that's out now is uh, – and I'm reading this from – uh gamesradar.com uh came out this article came out 2 days ago we now have a new captain we have a captain of the USS Discovery now i thought for a while that the captain was going to be Michelle Yeoh and i thought the main starship was going to be the Shenzhou but apparently not they're building uh they're building a fleet on this new show we have the Discovery we have the Shenzhou where Michelle Yeoh was the captain And now we have Jason Isaacs as the captain of the USS Discovery, Captain Lorca, L-O-R-C-A. Now, as you may or may not know, Jason Isaacs, this this is the guy, you've seen him. If you don't know him by name, you know him if you see him. He's probably most well known for his role as Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter franchise. His first Hollywood role was Event Horizon, and that starred uh, Sam Neill. And um, what's your guy's name? Uh, I can never remember this brother's name. The new Perry White. Who was that?
2: I don't know. Lawrence
0: Fishburne? Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, shit. Cool. Yeah. The guy with the Michael Strahan teeth. Uh, But anyway. Damn. Uh, He also starred in Armageddon. The Patriot. Now I remember him from The Patriot, and he was a badass in that movie. He was a bad guy, and he, man, <clears throat> he he was he was hardcore. He started a movie with Dragonheart, and I believe that was the movie that, that uh, starred Sean Connery, voicing over a uh, animated dragon or a CGI dragon. Anybody remember that one? Didn't see it. All right, and he starred in Black Hawk Down. So, you guys both know this guy, right?
2: I know this guy from the Showtime series Brotherhood. Ah. We played Michael Caffey, who was the brother of a Rhode Island uh, political figure. And Michael was a straight-up thug. The show was great. It ended way too soon.
0: Well, he is known for playing villains. He was great on that show. He is a great... Villain. He's a great villain. Uh, He's also a little cheeky, as they point out in this article. I'm going to read a quote that he says. um, It says, "Sitting in the captain's chair will be none other than Jason Isaacs, although you may know him best as Lucius Malfoy." In a cheeky tweet, Isaacs posted a picture of the iconic chair, stating, "Nice chair. Hope it's comfy." So, all right. So he's got a little bit of sense of humor. It'll be interesting to see him play. What I'm assuming is going to be a more heroic role. And he's going to be joining a cast. We'll just go through these names once again. Saniqua Martin Green, who will be his number one. Michelle Yo, who we already just talked about. Anthony Rapp, Doug Jones, both of them are on the crew. Shazad Latif, I believe he's playing a Klingon, I'm not sure. James Frayne, Malik Pancholi, Terry Serpico, and Sam Bartholomew. And it's going to be produced by Nicholas Meyer. That's a good thing. Vincenzo Natale. I'm not familiar with him. And Akiva Goldsman. I know of his work. Couldn't tell you what he's done, but I have i know he's been in some quality stuff. Okay, so now that we have our captain, guys, what do, what do you think? What do you think about this guy? What are your thoughts? Again,
2: Great. I like him. I do. I like him as an actor. Uh, he guest-starred an episode of Entourage in the sixth season where he played uh a fashion photographer who had a thing for vents
0: oh it well, was stop got- the stop stop uh, reverse engines i re i watched entourage I-, I was a fan of that show i do not remember that at all. run that by me again
2: remember when they went to hawaii when they met uh jamie lynn sigler
0: I remember them yeah, uh that's Turtle met Jamie Lynn, right?
2: Yes. Right, okay. Before they went to Hawaii, Vince was doing a fashion shoot for some magazine that was trying to mac you know, the chick who was who was modeling with him, and the photographer kept blocking and they're like, What the fuck? And then Vince tracked to go down, it's like, Baby, what's going on here? Oh, the fashion guy has a thing for you, not me. Oh. And so Vince confronted the guy and the guy asked him flat out, Vince let me suck your and Vince oh was like my uh, Oh my god no, that's not going to happen. Well, uh, I
0: don't remember that.
2: And now I think I think it was season five, because it was right before the episode called First Class Jerk. So that's the one. The episode before that is Jason Isaacs playing the photographer with a thing called Vincent Chase.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the X-rated version of uh, Red Shirts today.
0: Oh, no. Red well, after dark. <laughs> listen, I'll be bleeping this, but every time I go through that, big sexy always manages to slip one through the goalie i don't know how he (laughs) uh that is i'll have to look that up that that's pretty interesting um okay so craig let's get your thoughts on um what do you think about this casting
1: you know I, i don't have too many thoughts they're obviously all very good actors and um method actors of course and i'm sure they will do a great job I'm just looking forward to them finally wrapping this up and getting some episodes out, so we can start seeing it. Then we can have our opinions.
0: And listen, that's a, you bring up a good point. What's the saying? There's, there's a saying, uh, a political saying, I believe. Uh, what if they staged a revolution and no one came? Something like that. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. what if they, what if they cast an anticipated <laughs> series and it never premiered? Because once again, the um, the premiere date seems to have been pushed off again. Um, there are a lot of issues over there in production. What is going on with these guys? I don't know, but it just says, and this is, this uh, again, this is from gamesradar.com, dated two days ago. It says here, update, March 10th, 2017. Discovery's captain confirmed, but premiere has been delayed once again. What what is going on? I mean I hate to say this. I know they want the quality to be good and they want to take as much time as possible, but it's the same sh- we keep hearing. We don't know when it's gonna happen, when it's gonna air. I mean any thoughts? It's not like Star Trek is a hot that hot of a commodity right now when you've got all these other properties out there. What do you guys think? Yeah, you know, I disagree because
2: for the last, it's like what, 87? There's been a Star Trek on for pretty much every year until the end of Enterprise. You know, so I think CBS wants to get on this, especially to pimp their new streaming service. Uh, I forgot the name of it. So I think they want to get that out there, and Star Trek will definitely attract a large initial viewership. So they got to get this thing together. I mean, I don't know what's happening over there, but they keep changing things, and doing different little tweaks to it instead of just sitting down and shooting it and getting it out there.
1: I'm okay with them delaying it. They just, as long as they're going for a quality product, which obviously they are. As as they're they they, I think they want to make sure they don't annoy the original fans. They don't annoy the new fans. They've got a nice balancing act they need to play and maybe they have decided so far they have not played it properly yet. So they keep doing tweaks and I'm fine with that.
0: But <clears throat> I just think that if you keep doing this, you're going to generate negative buzz, and that's just that's that can't help the property. Um, well, a
2: perfect example of that is the whole buzz around Iron Fist.
0: Exactly. I was going to dead in the water that. pretty much now, man. A- exactly, and you know how bad would it be if they screen this to critics, and, they, and and the critics give that type of reaction? So you got you got a, a delayed production date. Although they did delay, did they delay uh, Rogue One? I know they did a lot of, they did a lot of reshooting. So I guess that that's, um, that's in this production's favor because Rogue One, one of my favorite movies of, of, of last year that came out last year. Yeah. Um, But now let me throw this out. I'm going to read this. This, this is a problem for me. They don't really source this very well. Uh let me read the whole thing. It says just when we'll see him referring to Isaac's just when we'll see him grace that chair is still up for debate though. Variety is reporting that the debut has been pushed back again to an unspecified time in late summer. And okay, first of all, don't don't debut anything in the summertime. People are on vacation. For God's sake. But moving on. And I quote, CBS chief Morgan Stanley stated the new series requires a lot of post-production and that it's important to get it right as Star Trek is the family jewels of its new streaming service. Just as you said, Big Sexy. Now, here's where I get troubled. As for the idea that Discovery could bring back characters that have aged or passed away, in a recent interview with Trek movie director Adam Nimoy, uh, that's uh, obviously Leonard's son. Uh, he he just finished a Deep Space Nine documentary. He states it would be cool to see a version of Spock return to the screen in Discovery. And I quote, he says, I think it's an interesting idea. I loved what they did in Rogue One. I thought it was pretty clever, and I was blown away by it, frankly. He's referring to uh, Grand Moff Tarkin's CGI character. Now, First of all, who started this idea that Discovery was going to bring back characters that have aged or passed away? Second thing is, this happens 10 years before the original series, if I'm not mistaken. So who are they going to be bringing back? Can someone help me with this, please?
2: Nemo well, talking through his hat. I disagree <laughs> completely, but that's just me.
1: I think, he yes, he would love to see his father's character come back, but they already have his father playing on the Enterprise, so I think that's appropriate. They, you know, Sarek. Sarek is gonna be on sorry not the Enterprise, the Discovery. So that's Spock's father, so I think that's appropriate.
0: Exactly. What well who are they they can't bring no one back no one's no one's come <laughs> forward. <gone>. <clears throat> yeah. So this kind of effery gets me concerned. <laughs> it gets me concerned. By the me, way, just
1: to correct you, I don't think it was Morgan Stanley <laughs> talking about this. It was Les Moonves. He's the, he's the guy that runs CBS. I don't think it was Morgan Stanley. I think you might have read that wrong there, Mike. Morgan Stanley's I, a financial firm. I, you know, <laughs> I said
0: I, I was going to make a joke about that, but I figured most people wouldn't get it. <laughs> but I'm reading CBS Chief Morgan Stanley. He's... <laughs> So I, I tell, I tell you what, this is uh,
1: exactly how fake news starts, and <laughs> people write articles without without proofreading their
0: stuff. You are right, and when I saw that, I'm like, mm, was isn't less movies?" But maybe he's another chief. I don't know, but I, that does sound a little a little questionable. Some alternative facts there. That's right. So all right, now let me let's go from the sublime to the trivial. Okay, for me. What made Star- one of the things about Star Trek is I love the names that they that they give the starships and the characters. They all have sort of names that just roll off the tongue and give you an idea of strength, like Captain Kirk. Just the just the alliteration. That's that's a great that's a solid name.
2: See, that's always been why I like Star Trek better than Star Wars. Yeah, I said it.
0: Oh, you, you know, what?
2: Star Trek. You have, you know, the Klingon Empire, and on Star Wars, you have. He is a what? What's what's that thing? Gungan. The little fluffy, the little fluffy guys.
0: The fluffy guys. <laughs> you know, The Wookiee. He's a Wookiee! Oh no, Please. you mean the uh, you mean the uh, Ewoks? Oh f- yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, the Ewoks.
2: Please. Okay.
0: And all th- right. Every and all the names sound like you know
2: bodily functions. There's Count Dooku. Oh, man, I got to take a Dooku. Okay. Oh, man. Star Trek is better.
0: Okay, so for all you Star Wars fans out out there that are giving us a shot, uh, (laughs) send all your mail to, well, we all share the same email. Right, Big Sexy? Yeah, but I still said it. Okay, all right. Shout out, Michael Well, listen, this is not a Star Wars podcast, but Han Solo's a dope name. Lando Calrissian's a dope name. It's all good. Anyway, anyway. uh, Um but you had Captain Kirk. You had Captain Jean-Luc Picard. That is, that's that's a, a cool name. That is a hell of a cool name. That's a cool name. <laughs> Catherine Janeway. That sounds like a woman you... Who ain't having it. <laughs> that, that sounds like a woman that you want to... Hopefully, she's going to invite you up for coffee. But you know she will kick that ass if she has to. <laughs> I love that name. Then you have Captain... Well, he became a captain eventually, I believe. Commander Sisko, strong name. Even Captain Archer, strong name. Uh, uh. What do we get now? Captain Lorca. Huh? I don't
2: know about that one. Yeah.
0: That sounds like something that you would prepare in a Japanese restaurant on a hibachi grill.
2: Oh, here we go. <laughs>
0: I'll, 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 that <laughs> I'll have hate uh, mail. I'll have I'll have I'll have the tuna roll with a side of lorca. That's what that sounds like to me. Hate mail storm. <laughs> I mean, does, does that Does that name do anything for you, Lorca? No, it does sound weird to me.
2: Actually, I'm gonna go ahead and reach reach way way back. It sounds like something that T'Pau said on the episode where Spock uh, had to fight Kirk. Remember that one in the original series?
0: A mock time, mm-hmm. that one.
2: Is that was it? Was that the name of it? mock time. That's what, had to go back to Klingon when his wife was foul.
0: That's where he um he was suffering from. Uh, is it? Uh, what is it? Pond Yeah, yeah. pond
1: It's the yeah, one that uh, Jim Carrey brilliantly redid in The Cable Guy.
0: Ah, uh, okay, all right. I have to right. I have to check that out again, again. But yeah, it's, I, when,
1: he, it's when he goes into the night ring and he fights. Uh, matthew broderick's character i remember he, that, does, he does the music from that exact fight scene and they do the same moves and everything Brilliant.
0: right I, uh that's, they were in a renaissance fair or something right
1: please can we have more jim carrey please come back jim <laughs>
0: it was a restaurant i think was it the restaurant it was he was at a medieval renaissance medieval restaurant. restaurant yeah medieval yeah, 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 yeah. times all right
1: you want to play rough daddy can play rough
2: to fight Kirk on Star Trek. Best friends forced to do
0: battle.
2: Chip, <laughs> this
1: isn't funny. Will you stop it?
0: name is spark if we don't battle to the death they will kill us both this isn't star trek yeah i think jim carrey's done I no he's think not he, done he needs to come back but the, he's got the mel gibson beard going and wasn't he accused oh, yeah, of forget it. wasn't he accused of murdering his girlfriend or something or what <laughs> yeah like that, that was crazy okay anyway i don't want to
1: maybe we maybe that's a, he's a new class member on the discovery
0: Ah, that's okay. Fine. I'm good. I, you know what? I saw him we're getting off topic here, but I saw him on um Comedians in Cars getting getting coffee, Seinfeld's uh yeah. crackle show. He
2: mm-hmm. was
0: the least fun one of the least funniest guests I've ever seen. Uh oh. Mm. He's into art now. He's doing his fire faucet thing. He's into art. But come on, the wrath of Farrakhan was brilliant, you have to admit. Oh no, <laughs> No, no, no! In his day, in his day, he was funny. He, she uh, fart was Fireman Bob or whatever. What was that? Yeah, kind of grotesque. But no, he was funny. But uh, that was in his day. Um, but yeah, Lorca. I was thinking of um, other names you could give this guy. I was thinking maybe Captain Atlas. What do you think of that? No, no,
2: nah. I don't. Know.
0: No. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Corny. Corny. Damn! All right. Well, you can't. Can you come with something better than Captain Atlas? Yeah, that does. Okay, sound,
2: give me give me one minute. That I that's that's sound, that
0: sounds. Okay, Alice. the way you say it, that sounds kind of. It's in the pronunciation. Jesus, the emphasis.
2: Atlas. No,
0: it's it does sound like something from Pirates of the Caribbean, I guess. But um... so going into my French background, since I do speak some French, the French word for I do, hmm. je parle un peu français, uh, no. but um. The French word for fox, as in sly as or clever as or smart as a fox, is Reynard. Captain Reynard. That's a name. That's a strong name, right?
2: Mm. It's better than Atlas.
1: Well, unfortunately, oh. uh, a character called Captain Reynard is already on a show called Grimm, so probably wouldn't be able to do that.
0: Oh, they can't copyright a name. You can steal names. <laughs> You'll nah. we'll confuse the audience. Ah, the hell with the audience! This thing that <laughs> by the time this thing comes out, that show will be canceled anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's actually on its last season. Right there you now, go. So see, yeah.
0: yeah, right. So we got it. There's our name. I'm gonna I'm gonna write CBS right now. Get Lorca. That's not working for me. It Lorca sounds like you went to Sea World to see some killer whales. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. Yeah, work it for does. That's
2: exactly what it sounds. It like. doesn't
0: work for me. But um. I'm going to read some more from this article. It says Star Trek, the Star Trek discovery plot will continue to push boundaries. Hailing from Hannibal creator, Brian Fuller, uh, who is a writer. He's, he's written for Voyager and deep space nine. He says it promises to be a progressive story depicting the adventure of humankind. Well, that's kind of a given. That's what Star Trek has always been. He says, uh, it says Fuller has teased that there's an incident in Star Trek history that's been talked about but never explored and stated that as a fan himself it's something he would want to see so what could it be but all signs point to it not being the Earth-Romulan war and neither is it likely to be concerning the Battle of Axanar now I've got to watch that I'm I'm ashamed to say I've never seen that that's a, a fan film that was created I think it was the focus of all of the friction between CBS saying that fan films can't do x y and z anymore big sexy you probably know a little bit more about that nope (laughs) but i I
1: have a feeling mike that they didn't get to make that because they got they got sued but i believe that axonar is a name of a real ship mentioned in star trek so i think that's how it goes but they never got to make the spinoff or the fan film
0: okay well reading on it says apparently the new show isn't afraid to deviate from the original premise that's that's again another red flag. Fuller added that Discovery wouldn't stick to episodic storytelling, which suggests the show's keen to adopt broader story arcs that may span several episodes. Now I'm not mad at that because I tell you what, Big Sexy, you can call me out. As much as I've clowned DS9, I it was a struggle for me to sit down and watch it. But now I look forward to watching the epi- to seeing the next episode. And I think one of the things I, I will admit that makes that uh, show brilliant is that they've introduced the Dominion in season three. And I know the Dominion go far into season five, I believe, and six. Oh, yes. And they've also introduced Odo's um, lineage in an episode yes. this season. And we discovered that they're the founders and yes. they we I don't know if they have admitted that they are backing the Dominion yet, but my point is I've seen some really good story arcs that have that have gone over three or four episodes, so i'm not really, I'm not mad at that
2: that's the strength to me of d s nine It tells a complete story, and a lot of the episodes like you said, are broken up into you know three four five episode arcs that' always called back. To each other. DS9 is something you need to watch in order, whereas Next Generation, you really don't need to do that in some spots.
0: Yeah, Greg, you have any thoughts on that?
1: I was busy looking up Axanar.
0: Well, since you left your post, Ensign, at least at least give us the information that you found.
1: <laughs> yes, they did make a fan film called Prelude to Axanar, and they wanted to make another one which then CBS stepped in and they blocked it. But I believe that the ship Axanar or the Battle of Axanar was mentioned in a previous series of Star Trek, and I was just looking up to see when when it was.
0: So you're saying that Axanar is an actual, uh, that's canon, that there, there is a starship bearing that name?
1: I believe so. I'll, I'll confirm that in a minute.
0: All right. Well, as you do that, um, let me just read on here. I find this interesting. Uh, Fuller has also said that the Star Trek episode Balance of Terror, in which the Federate now that's from the original series, we all know, in which the Federation is battling Romulans rather than Klingons, was a touchstone for the Star Trek Discovery Story arc. End quote. So that's what Fuller is saying. And then the article goes on to say, this leaves us a bit confused. Now are they saying they're confused because in the discovery timeline, they would not have met the Romulans yet? Because we meet the Romulans for the first time in that episode, Balance of Terror. Correct.
2: Oh, is that the one where Sarek played the Romulan captain? Exactly. Yes, it's a great episode. Ah, uh, is and, it the first time? The first time we meet them, or the first time they're acknowledged on screen? But not the first time we've actually had first contact with them.
0: That's a good question. For some reason, I want to say that this is the first time we see them on screen. But I imagine it's not the first first introduction of Romulans.
2: If that's not the first introduction or first contact, that leaves a whole wide open area for them to explore on um, Discovery. I'd be okay with that.
0: Well, see, and the thing is, and this this is pointed out in the article as well. The Star Trek Discovery timeline ignores the rebooted movies, which I, I can't say how much I'm happy to hear that. But so that means if they're going with um, prime the prime timeline, that means as we saw in First Contact, the the, move, the next generation movie, First Contact. Um, what's the guy's name? Uh, oh, uh, I I should have my Star Trek credentials removed uh uh Cochrane Co- cochran and his crew they meet the they make fir- first contact with the vulcans after they take their their first uh warp flight so it stands to reason it's possible since the since the romulans are an offshoot of the vulcans it it's likely it's legitimate to say that once they made first con- first contact with the vulcans the vulcans would have brought uh, us humans up to speed about the Romulans and we may have made contact with the Romulans clearly it didn't go well <laughs> since there's a Romulan uh, neutral since there's a neutral zone but i guess i could buy that the Romulans have already been introduced and in when we when we see the premiere of discovery do, do you buy that yeah yeah i could see
2: that i mean again if you don't if they don't want to take the the task of introducing them through their first contact instead of just coming from a place where they've already got the neutral zone, which means there is beef back in, whenever, and they're just working through that. I'm okay with that.
0: Greg, what do you think? What do you, did you get any information, or what, what do you got?
1: I've not been able to confirm or deny that Axonar was a ship in the original series, unfortunately but we'll have to write that in the show notes i think and confirm confirm this and or people listening are probably shouting at their iphones and saying it wasn't
2: (laughs) what are you talking about
0: i don't believe it was because i've never
2: heard it before but you know don't quote me
0: first off i don't remember there being a lot of dog fights or any reason that we would have seen a lot of ships mentioned in the original series right and if it didn't happen if if it if the ship's name was not mentioned in um best of both worlds where we talk where we they have the conflict of Wolf 359 I tend to think that it wasn't it's not a part of canon.
2: Yeah,
1: you could be right about that.
0: God, I actually know a lot of those ships names. That's embarrassing. <laughs> you, you do know or you didn't know. I do know. Oh, well you should. The, uh, yeah. the, the, the USS Crazy Horse. You got to love that. The
2: Crazy Horse, the Melbourne, the Kyushu.
0: Oh yeah. The Kyushu. Wow, I love yes. that. Okay, yeah, you're right, yeah. So here's another interesting tidbit. Star Trek, they, they point out that Star Trek Discovery's captain will not be the focus of the show, which I we, we knew that going in, I believe. So even though I was kind of complaining about uh, the name of the captain being Lorca, we might not be hearing it that much. This is interesting. They say, speaking of which, if recent rumors are to be believed, Star Trek Discovery's leading character, number one, May have served on the USS Enterprise with the iconic James T. Kirk.
2: Number I, one, wasn't that um, Major Roddenberry who played that
0: character? Uh not with Kirk. Yeah,
2: no, you're right. It wasn't
0: with Kirk. It was with, wasn't with uh, Pike. Yeah. right, right, right. Now I want to quickly move into another area, a little bit controversial. Now, no. you know, you know, you, you know how you know me, big sexy from Podcast Juice. <laughs> you know how I get down. And I did speak to Craig earlier out of respect. Here I is. did Oh yeah, we go. What's going on now? There it is. <laughs> so <clears throat> um so I want to speak for myself. Okay. Now let me let me put out this caveat. I think Jason Isaacs is a wonderful actor. He's fierce. Okay. that sounds a little, little funny when I say that, but he's She's fierce, fierce
2: girl. Yeah, okay. Yes, she is. okay,
0: okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am pro LGBTQ, so I'll say he's fierce. <laughs> um, I, he's an amazing, I've liked him in everything he's done. He's an amazing actor. I will say this. I will say this. When news first started surfacing about this show, I was under the, imp- the impression that Michelle Yeoh was going to be the captain. And I thought the main starship was going to be the Shenzhou. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And I was excited to see another female captain. I was particularly excited to see an Asian captain because now we had seen Sulu as captain on uh Star Trek 6, uh The Undiscovered Country. We actually saw him as captain in a um episode of Voyager, I think it was called Flashback. Yep. Great where, episode just
2: yeah. watched it recently.
0: Yep. Where he made a guest appearance and it actually that episode use the timeline The, the timeline of uh, Undiscovered Country. It took place during that timeline or during that event. But um, I have to say, there's a small fraction of me that's a little disappointed that we're going back to what we've seen so many times, and that being a Eurocentric male. Not that I have anything against it, but well, nothing wrong with that <laughs> not there's anything wrong with that but you know I one of the things that made Star Trek very interesting was that it broke ground um and it put people in the captain's chair and in command positions that you didn't typically see on TV so I I'm a little disappointed that they went this round again um because I've seen it many times before now uh obviously Shatner was great and that was in the 60s. You weren't going to see you weren't going to see a person of color or a minority in the captain's chair in the 60s. I mean that's just the way it was. It it was what it was. Then we got Patrick Stewart. He knocked it out of the park. I probably my favorite captain. Uh but then we got a woman and I'm like great. And and as I've mentioned before, way back in 1984, we had an African American female Uh, Madge Sinclair, although she was on screen all of five minutes and her ship got broke down by a whale probe, but that's cool. (laughs) 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 Then we had Commander Sisko who was promoted to Captain of the Defiant. And then we went back to Archer, but that's fine. I got no problem with it. You know, We came full circle, that's fine. So I, I must say I'm a little disappointed that we're going back to what we've seen before. Why not break new ground? Why not show us an Asian female? Why not show us uh, show us a Vulcan captain? Or show us an android captain? You know? Uh, what do you guys think about that? Am I uh, on my uh, Wrath of Farrakhan? Yes. <laughs>
2: now, really? I don't know what happened when when they announced um, the show, and they announced... I didn't know that Michelle Yeoh was going to be the captain, which is fine with me. You know, I, it's, that's good. You know, um, I think also in addition to it being, you know, Eurocentric, in your phrase, it's a guy. At least they could have made it a woman, Right. you know, of, of any color. i would have been fine. We just to, to show that. And, if, and again, now when you think about that, you have a woman captain and a woman, what, is Sonequa, like, the first officer? Is she number one on this? That
0: is my understanding.
2: So you have a woman captain and a woman first officer set pre- uh, Roddenberry's show which opens up for a lot of people oh your captain's a woman and your number one's a woman ha 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 then they whip their asses you know you open up a whole lot of things for with that type of premise whereas instead of we get the possibility of number one or commander being put in a situation and the captain has to bail her out which sucks so I don't know I, I think it would have been cool to have a, a woman captain again because I thought Janeway was great at it she i agree really set the
0: standard i agree
1: yeah i agree that the the female captains have been really really good well cast captain jane and was a great captain i always saw her as the female captain kirk same attitude um and yes it would have been good to have somebody of a different color other than white being the captain of the ship and all I can say that maybe this is a redeeming quality here is that if you, if we remember they did say the captain is going to be de-emphasized. That's true. So yeah. that, so yeah. that may, may, sort of makes it okay then because the main character of the story is not
0: white and not male. And again... Great point. Great again, point. again... I have no problem with uh, the captain being cast as such. It's just, you know... I, I'm always interested in seeing new things, seeing how they could push it. You know, um, it's, I think it might be a little bit playing it safe, but maybe in these political times, they felt the need to uh, to do that, uh, which is, you know, a little unfortunate.
1: Oh, but- I hope that's not it. Because if they made TV shows based on conservatives being in power, I'd, I'd, I'd actually probably stop watching them. I hope people have got better morals than that. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> You know why? Why be intimidated by people just because they're in power and they don't like it? Screw them! This is a free country.
0: That is very true. That that is very true. Now, but, with uh, the captain being de-emphasized,
2: is it possible the captain will be more of a role like uh, Charlie from Charlie's Angels? You know, yeah, oh, come go handle that. I'll be up here on the deck chilling.
0: Can you date yourself much? <laughs> The show predates Inter-
2: Star Trek. shot.
0: <laughs> Just for those of you who may be young people listening, Charlie's Angels was a 1970s, 1980s? Charlie's,
2: Charlie's Angels was two movies set in the 90s. So, so there. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, if we have a millennial crowd, the 90s still doesn't mean anything to them. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, but uh, point, point well taken. I don't want the captain to be that de-emphasized because the captain is the guy, for me, in Star Trek who... Is, is is that dynamic figure who marshals people into battle, uh, inspires, you know, the troops. So I really don't want them to be that de-emphasized. Now, here's another question. I'm going to go there. How delicately do you think they have to dance around the fact that you have a white male captain and an African-American female number one? What's there to dance around? I, mm, <laughs> well, I, I could see I could see the SJWs out there. If he screams oh. if he screams at number one just one time, Twitter, black Twitter, even <laughs> is going right, to blow up. I'm going to go out. ahead and call it. What the hell is an SJW? <laughs> really? Craig, Do you know really? what? The, do you know what an SJW is? Craig?
1: No, I do not. It seems that we are a bit clueless
0: today. on you're
2: talking, you know, these riddles, man. What's SJW? I'm
0: talking like the millennials of today. Well, uh, I am not a millennial, so <laughs> help me out. Well, you know, you either got to you, you gotta adapt uh, like like the Borg. You got to adapt or die. Um, oh, okay, And SJW, <laughs> and SJ, the, the term in of itself it stands for social justice warrior. And the term in of itself is not derogatory, but it's become derogatory because... It's widely used, SJW is widely used to describe people who just have fake outrage and get on a high horse and uh, spot all types of politically correct nonsense. Oh, I hate these people. So, yes. as as an example, I don't want to get too off topic, but as an example, um, I was uh, on Afro Nerd Radio last night, and one of the topics was how Stan Lee got... God willing, please do not take Stan Lee from us just yet. He's uh, he's not been feeling well, but please, I'm begging you. If there's a God, please don't take him from us. Um, One of my heroes. But he tweeted out for International Women's Day, he tweeted out a picture of the cover, and, and now I'm going to date myself. There was a trade, back in the 70s, when they made really thick trade paperbacks. One of them was called... Uh, Origins of Marvel Comics. I Max, have it on my bookshelf. Son of yeah. Origins. Bring on the bad guys yeah. and the superhero women. And on the cover, it has um, a beautiful painting of these women walking towards the the cover of the book. So walking towards us as you look at the cover. Red Sonya, Invisible. She was Invisible Girl back then. Hela, uh, uh, Ms. Marvel, Black Widow, and some other characters I can't remember. But um they the the SJWs got upset because they said this body type should not be should not be oh. the norm in our society oh, anymore. And yet, you know, it's okay for Kim K to to tweet out nude photos of her of herself and I get called to task when I say well, that's not appropriate. Well you're body shaming. Oh, so that's not that even mean. So that's a SJW. We won't get we won't get into that. <sighs> but my point is, is that I could see the SJWs. If, if Captain Lorca, if, if, if he goes in on number one, being played by Sonequa Martin-Green, you know it's going to blow up. First
2: of all, let's think about this for a moment. When have you ever seen a captain go in on number one? I've never seen Kirk go in on Spock. Never saw Picard go in on Riker when he's in his right mind. When he was taken over by some alien deal. Now I have seen uh, Janeway smack around uh, Chakotay a couple times, but that was a different dynamic. Uh, I don't recall Cisco smacking around Kira. So why would that happen?
0: Well, wait, Kira. Kira. Well, Kira wasn't his number one. She was. She was
2: a uh, second in command on that station.
0: Was she? Okay. All right. All right. Well, I think, I'm pretty sure that there had to have been an episode where um, Picard went in on Riker. Nope. I know there have been episodes where Picard went in on uh, Worf.
2: Oh, yeah, he had to straighten Worf out a few times, and so did Data. But he never got on Riker like that.
0: Well, but my point is, okay, whether or not there's been a precedent... I would want them to be able to, putting all race and gender aside, I would want them to feel uh, they have the ability to write whatever story, dramatic structure they want. And so I could see one of the dramatic structures being where the first officer and the captain are at odds with each other. Um,
2: Well, and the thing is, though, it's been established in this show. The first officer's job is to support the captain, but point at alternatives. Riker's done that, and R- R- and Picard's like, nah, man, we're going to go this way. Riker's like, cool. I'm, I'm just voicing my concerns. And in a militaristic setting, in that hierarchy, and color, kiss my ass, if Seneca Green gets checked for bringing something to the captain, that's just, you know, the commander knows that's going to happen. You know that when you bring in different, you know, viewpoints. You may well, get checked.
0: The three of us know that. Now the
2: SJWs can bite me. I'm yes, just I saying,
0: that too. <laughs> Craig. What are your What are your thoughts on this? I know it's a sensitive topic, but I want to hear your thoughts. No, I'm not. I'm not worried about it being it being sensitive. I, I don't even
1: think it's sensitive. I just think it's um, people who would get upset about a conflict like that or something like that are just are going to be the outliers. It is a military um, ranking system, and in the military, you if you're you know the the the, the uh, command. Um, the command structure is there so that it doesn't matter who you are, what uh, what race you are, and uh, if you're male or female. If your captain tells you to do something, then you do it. You the do questions it. asked.
2: Exactly basically... where this is coming from with Q? See, Q's you know is going back to the last uh, rebooted Star Trek drivel, where Uhura <laughs> you know gave Kirk you know a little bit of attitude, and you don't do that. That's what it is. Am I correct? Yes. You?
0: Well, no, no, I'm just saying that I could see some people getting in their feelings, not understanding the command structure. Maybe some new people come to this property and, you know, they don't understand how it works. So they need to shut the f*** up. But, but, but can that. you imagine, <laughs> can you, but can you imagine uh, a scene where Lorca says to the navigator, you have the con. And we see him get out the captain's chair, go down to number one's quarters, and then maybe a <laughs> compression of time, and then he's walking out of the quarters, straightening up his, his uniform. <laughs> <laughs> be, be on that 12 years of starship. we said in the beginning, this show has become X-rated today. Yeah, 12 years of Starship Captain. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. Listen,
1: to tell you the truth, I'm really still wondering how we are going to have a Star Trek where the captain is de-emphasized, and the number and number one is is the main character. It's I've been thinking about this for a while. How do they tell that story? Um, You know, does the is the captain? do, do, does, is the captain even on the ship? Uh, is he, he sort of caught in a in a transporter patent buffer, perhaps? And they are able to rescue him from well, tires? from I, tra- again, something, again. Know, Weird, so maybe the number one actually runs the ship, and the captain is there, but maybe he just talks to her occasionally. Something like that. It's, it's just weird how they're going to write that story.
0: Well, again, I would refer you to um, the episode we talked about in a previous show, Lower Decks. I don't know if you've seen that one.
1: No, I've seen it, but that was just one episode. Of, you know, just compared to a whole series, it wouldn't be like that.
0: I, you know, I, I can't go into detail how they would do it, but I could see it as a possibility. You know, like in 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 any, let's say, any movie that involves uh, a corporate structure. Uh, you know, you know, you don't always see the CEO, but you see it from the perspective of the office drones. Or right,
1: yeah. But when you see the bridge of the ship that's that's where the captain is.
2: Well, I'm sure they'll focus on the captain on the bridge, but maybe like on away missions and, you know, communications with other things will all go through number one, and number one will just inform the captain more out of courtesy instead of more out of uh, seeking direction. Maybe she'll just have a lot of latitude.
0: Yeah, okay. No, Kirk, your, your concerns are, are well-founded, because you know, I remember reading from I don't know if it was TNG or maybe it was TNG. The production designer was like, you know, they wanted to design um a bridge that you would consider to be like your living room. And what you know, what they what that means is that the bridge is our home. You know, so how do you how do you get that same sense of Star Trek being your home, which Star Trek took place, I would say, eighty percent of the time on the bridge. How do you do that when you de-emphasize the captain? So I understand your point. Mm. I, I com- yeah. Maybe they're going to make another area of the ship the focal point. Like maybe, exactly. I, don't know, I don't know where number one hangs out, but, well, he's on the bridge. <laughs> number one's on the bridge, too, right? Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. You, you you raise a good point. But I'm interested by that. I, I want to see how they do it, and I hope they they're successful at it. Yeah, me too. So yeah, you know, it's it's going to be a waiting game now. Hopefully we're going to see this show in the summertime, which I don't know. I think that's a bad idea cuz you know, summer is when you got your blockbuster movies coming out. What do we got coming out big sexy real quick this summer?
2: You caught me off guard. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <Uh-oh>. <laughs> And you call yourself a geek, well, I guess you don't call yourself a geek.
1: No, I we don't, don't. We, <laughs> don't play into show. we just wing it. we just bust
0: <laughs> well listen, uh we we have a lot of stuff coming out this summer. I could, we can't tell you what it is, but I know there's some, there's some big stuff coming out. Um, so I don't know if this is um I don't know if that's a good move. maybe bring it out in the fall. I mean I'd be willing to to wait till the fall just so it can get as many eyes in front of it as possible. But we're going to wait and see. We're going to wait and see. Now, before I forget, before we sign off, we have um a belated happy birthday on our on our decks. And that would be uh Mr. Big Sexy himself, our chief engineer. So you just got promoted to chief engineer.
2: Oh, really? No longer a lowly ensign.
0: <laughs> well, so when was your birthday, sir? Oh, birthday was Thursday. Thursday. Okay, you want to tell us about it, or was it oh, a Ve- man. was it a Vegas type of thing, or it stays man, there?
2: It's been a lot of dining out. Uh, Thursday, one of my best friends is the DA of look of a neighboring county, and he's all we're going out. So he and a few of the DAs out of the office who I know, we all went over to Martin Steakhouse, which was
0: great. Yeah, you see, There he ba- not- goes, big sexy's balling. What? He's balling. You
2: asked me. me. Martin
0: Steakhouse. You had to throw that in, right? So you know what, no, no, what? Here's what I'm going to say. You you couldn't afford Ruth's Chris?
2: Uh, Ruth's Chris is for lunch. I Morton's mean, is a little more upscale, but, you know, wow. it's cool. And I <laughs> love Ruth's Chris. I, I have a table at Ruth's Chris over here. Oh, so listen, it,
0: listen to right. this guy.
2: <laughs> uh, but we go to Morton's, and apparently uh, the DA had spoken to my girlfriend, and, you know, she dropped a big-ass cake off over there, which was pretty, really nice, and um. The next night, a couple of lady friends took me out to sushi over at uh, Crew downtown, which was okay. interesting because I met—I ran into a young lady who I know, well, who I knew from the hospital of all places, and she remembered me. And oh, hi, Mister Wiggins. Hey, baby, how you doing? I didn't know who she was, and she's chatting me up. And then last night, friend comes in from Wisconsin. You know, she wanted to go out, so we went out, and she, we dragged one of her. Idiot friend's with us, but it was still okay. great to see my friend from Wisconsin. And today, when I wrap this up, I got
0: brunch. All right. Well, we hope that idiot wow. friend is not listening. Uh, <laughs> I don't give a damn. But I, I like that uh, big sexy boy. He 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 got in that captain's chair. He took over for a second. <laughs> he told us all the details. But um, happy birthday, my man. That's that's uh, that's a wonderful thing. You want to give us the. Um, how many uh how many uh years is this well, he
2: already did but it's 53 well, to make I... it
1: more complicated you have to give us your birth date in star date terms
0: oh i don't know <laughs> well happy birthday and um with that we're going to beam out of here but before we do uh i the captain i have to correct a grave mistake that i made an omission from the last episode. Uh, one of, uh, now, believe it or not, let me just say this. Uh, shout out to um, Daryl Benjamin. Uh, Daryl B. He appeared on our last episode. If you haven't uh, listened to that, I highly recommend. Go check that out. That episode, we are closing in on 900 downloads, and it's only been up since March the 1st. It's March 12th. So that was a record episode for us. Uh, so thanks uh, to Mr. Darrell B. We will have to have him back on. But during that episode, uh, I shouted out some um, some of our listeners. And I want to thank all of our listeners before I forget. But there was one name who has been um, been a tried and true uh, red shirt. And that is D'Angelo Garbarino. I uh, He he got at me a little bit on the on the Facebook page, and he said, hey, nice shout-outs there. Because <laughs> I forgot his name. And I Damn. said, oh, so sorry, so sorry. So I want to make a point to shout-out Mr. Garbarino. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he Like Jimmy
2: Garbarino off uh,
0: of <laughs> Wow. First we were talking about race and gender. Now we're saying all names sound alike. That's not even right, Big Sassy. Come on now. But, um, no, shout out to Mr. Garbarino. Thank you for listening. Thank all of our listeners. And we will do it again in two weeks. See you then. Take care. Bye. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that alarm that you hear in our opening means we're back. We're back as the Red Shirts. Let me do that. That was horrible. Let me do that again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. If one of you said I'm going to take over, I'd be like, okay. Red Shirts is not endorsed by Paramount Pictures, Viacom, or CBS. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Star Trek, the Star Trek logo, and all names, pictures, and audio of Star Trek characters are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders.